There's a pair that'll make your head spin. Still, to this day, I cannot figure out what they have there between them that causes so much intensity. But no matter. What's important was setting up me wee one with a backup plan should death decide to knock on my door next. Nika knew the song in my heart. Imperta taught it to me. So I knew there were no better hands to leave young Kelvin. With all that tied down, it was now time to make off with our new ally, that sea dog Lou. The plan, you ask? Infiltrate, recon, and assassinate. Three things history would tell ye, or wouldn't, that happened to be my expertise. And have no doubt, Brim were in me old stopping grounds. Oh, I knew that for certain. I spent years of my young life learning music, myth, and magic in Octocrag. And I could feel the rot of his soul in the air, tainting the streets I loved so much. Now to just find him. Aye, but first, I thought we shouldn't all make a quick stop at my store. No holds barred. To prepare for what was to come. Just as you're finishing up this plan, Henry returns. She comes back on, basically says, like, all right, the fairy's pretty much ready to go. Pack what belongings you need, whatever disguises you got, whatever you got going on. They can leave in the next ten minutes. Colleen, you go to approach, and Henry kind of meets you about ten feet before getting on, and she grabs your shoulder and says, look, Don't lean into your anger. Brim is a bastard. Deserves to die every way I can imagine. But he's a tough opponent, and he's smart. Don't let it cloud your judgment. Aye. Everything goes according to plan. He'll never even know he was there. I've learned my lesson from the past, and I've done this kind of thing before, Henry. It does not matter how much stronger he is than me. I do not plan on fighting him. But he will die tonight. Look, I believe in you. I believe in your abilities. I've seen you fight. 
You're damn good at it. And you've got a good crew here. But I wouldn't be letting you go after him unless I knew he was in a vulnerable state. When that gauntlet went off on his hand. I know he's weak now. You may have the upper hand. Literally. Okay, thank you for the info. Yeah, I'll, I'll be here if y'all need anything in case something happens. And she actually pulls out a flare gun for you, Kal'un. She says, I'll be stationed here with the rest of Berta's crew. But if uh, you all get in a bad way, I'll come after you. Hey, that's good to know. Thank you. And Colleen stuffs the flare gun into a sparring of holding. Nice. And yeah, you get onto the ferry. By it, the way, sparring of holding is just something I'm getting away with. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As long as I use it sparingly, he doesn't seem to care. I mean, sparingly? Ha ha! Alright, so the... <laughs> Thanks, Lou. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in on this, too. <laughs> All right, so the ferry continues across the shallows, not so shallow at the moment, but it is known for its rising tide, lowering tide. In fact, sometimes gets low enough for folks to even walk across. It is still quite a journey to cross this part of this river-like expanse, but the ferry makes its way, and instead of docking right at the ferry, they cut to the west a bit. So you're coming straight on to Octacraig, and just as you're getting closer to that shore, riding that tow line, it almost seems like they let loose of the tow line and begin to, it's just a short half lane kind of guiding this ferry with a paddle, and they begin to guide your ferry specifically to the right. So you're coming more to like a more marshy, entrance rather than like a clean docking. Okay, does this seem suspicious to any of us or did this No, this this sounded like part of the plan. Okay. This okay. this guy knew how to smuggle other folks into this area. So Okay. The ferry pulls into the marsh, those reeds folding as the wood comes in. It gets to the point though where it can go no further and the halfling slams the oar down to stabilize, and he says, All right, this is as far as I can get you. Best of luck to you all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Take care of yourself. And Nika's, like, already leapt down, and she's waist high in marsh, and she's just, like, trudging forward, creating a path (laughs) to the dry land. I slosh in behind her, just (laughs) water everywhere. Yeah, I jump in and I'm chest high in marsh. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking about if she's chest high in marsh. <laughs> it would be shoulder high for Berta, yeah. Because you're even a little bit shorter being full dwarf than Kaloon. <laughs> so I jump. Oh, that's gross. Fuck this. This sucks. And as soon as you all make it to dry land and kind of regroup, you watch as the ferryman turns about face and begins heading back to Pontyshire. You all are about 300 feet away from the main gates of Octacraig. It goes up a pretty steep incline, the main road. And at the gates, there is a wall surrounding the city. You see a few buildings collected around that gate. This is a lesser used gate, so 
it's not as secured as, say, the the main gate coming from Midway, which is the port town entrance for Octocrate. Nika kind of looks up at the city and says, All right, um, do we, like, split up now? Should we get inside the city? Are there places we should visit before splitting up? Like, what's the plan? Are they even going to let us in? We're covered in mud now. Yeah, is this an anti-mud city? And she looks to Kowloon because you've spent the most time here. No, I mean, the headquarters of the Vipers. Absolutely not. <laughs> most don't care. So, let's all first go to my store. I have a shop, by the way. Uh, Very impressive. Yes, I uh, called No Holds Barred. Ha, that's uh, funny. Aye, thank you. Let's go there and he we can... so s- smart. It's very good at the puns. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, it's a pun? Thanks, Nika. It's a pun, yeah. Aye. Oh, even better. <laughs> Great. I just thought it was a nice name. Uh, well, I mean, it's. I think it's both. So, uh, so anyway, we're going to go to the No Holds Barred. And then from there, I think we should split up and meet back in a few hours with information. That sounds good to me. Is there a reason we're going to your shop? Uh, Well, I also need to conduct uh, some business. So I figured, you know, uh, two goblins, one stone type thing. Okay. Well, let's not take too long. Oh, like uh, two birds, one scone? Kind of business? Aye, aye, yes. Cool. (laughs) You know how much birds love scones, but you got to save money on buying scones. They anyway, um can be expensive. To- <laughs> I- <laughs> like the honey bun you got me filled with peppercorn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mint. <laughs> Don't forget the mint leaves. That was terrible. I- <laughs> you got me. I-, I get you good. I I thought it was gonna be tasty, but I mean and Nika's like already trudging toward the gate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you also know Call Un that Grunyar's apartment is above No Holds Bard. It's not like just an apartment. It's not like just a one bedroom. It's like a multi-story. It's all, it's more like a town home. Hmm. You both stay there. And Grunyar, when he's in town, he will also stay there. Yeah. So you guys continue toward the gate as you approach. Yeah. Give me perception checks. I got a seven. 13. 18. And Nika got a 12. So as you're approaching, the gate comes near and you see... Lou, that for sure you've got eyes on everything. Like your senses are keen right now. You, yeah, you realize there is only one guard standing at the gate. The gates are open, but it seems like because the sun just went down, it won't be long before they are being shut. Like probably got a few hours or something before they're being shut. But this guy just seems to be kind of nodding off He's leaning against his spear, and he's got typical guard armor on. There's no emblems or anything. He's not like a part of any order or anything like that. Looks like we're not going to have much trouble getting in. Excellent. That's what I like to hear. Yeah, I'll take him from the left, and who's going to take him from the right? And she's like, Nika's already drawing her axe. I mean, can't we just walk right in? We don't even know if he's going to cause us a problem yet. Oh... I thought I, that's why I came, though, to... I mean, I'm no. not going to stop you from killing an innocent man, but maybe we should explore other options first. All right, hold on. We don't want to draw attention to ourselves just yet, oh. but passion heads will come later, I promise. Okay, all right. And she puts the axe back away and says, <laughs> I'll let you all do the talking then. Okay, excellent, excellent. I, I walk up very much too casually to the guard and say, Hello there, fellow Octocragian. <laughs> 
Like you see him just almost wake up. He's human, got dark curly hair. He seems rather young, maybe just a few years older than you. And he says, um, I, yep. Hi, doing well. He's like rubbing his eyes, trying to pass off that he uh, w- was not sleeping. You aren't sleeping on the job. What are you? I uh, no, nope. I was not. All right. Well, I won't report you. Uh, come over here for a second. Let me tell you something. Yeah. And I kind of get him to the other side of the gate and, like, huddle him down so we're, like, our backs are towards the other three. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Nice. Uh, The rest of you, just give me, like, stealth checks, and I'll give him disadvantage on perception. Why do I keep... Nice. Nika got an 18. I rolled a one, so I have an eight. (laughs) Well, he gets disadvantage, so he gets one more. (laughs) I rolled a 19 for this dude and then a one. (laughs) Nice. For perception. 16. Nice. Yeah, you guys are going back. What's the thing that trips up Berta? My leg gets stuck in the mud. (gasps) It, like, wrenches off for a second. (laughs) It just, like, has the, like, horrible sucking noise as your knee... comes off of your peg leg yeah and i'm and i'm pointing off into the distance and he might like turn his head at the sound and Colleen just <laughs> oh. Colleen just reaches up with his hand and yeah and turns his cheek back towards where literally he's the disadvantage taking it from a 19 to a one as you turn his cheek and what are you explaining to him about in the distance and said you see that spot out there i guess is that not an enemy ship you need to be worried about oh oh heavens be it could be. It could be, right? That's what I thought. So maybe you take this to your higher-ups, and you can be the hero for the day, and I and everyone else just forgets about you sleeping on the job. Huh? Uh, yeah, sounds good. I'm going to go investigate a little bit more before I talk to anyone. I don't want to make a fool of myself. Okay, great. I'll keep an eye on the gate for you. Oh, thank you much. And, and I just, he, I walk through the gate. I don't... Yeah, he pats <laughs> you on the back as he's like running down. And you just hear armor clanking as he's got a spear forward. <laughs> so you guys easily make it through the gate. I rolled a D4 and I was like, if it's a one, it's like the dopiest one guy ever and it was for sure a one i was like if it's a four it's like two vipers nights right (laughs) like y'all would have had a rougher time so the dice have blessed you (laughs) all right you continue through the gate and all of you find yourselves in front of the now closed no holds barred colin reaches into his sporran of holding and grabs out a key yep and unlocks the door Perfect. Little bell at the top chimes. What does your shop look like, Kaloon? So when you walk in, you've got an arcade st- uh, station in the corner. <laughs> and awesome. A- <laughs> like a normal machine. I like to imagine it's like the carnival games that we were yeah. playing, but like more like toned down. Like you still have to do the hammer to get the bell and like the rat race thing, yeah, but it's all yeah, like automated. You know, it's like a bowling alley in the back. Yeah. Uh, like small uh, pins. Yeah. Oh, ski ball is for sure there. Oh, ski ball a, has that is now an ANU original. <laughs> Wait, yeah. what's it called instead of ski ball? Roll ball. Cliff ball. <laughs> Cliff, Cliff ball. Cliff ball. Craig yeah. ball. Uh, Craig snow, ball. Snowboard ball. 
No, Crag Ball, because it it looks like the cliff that Octocrag is built on. Okay, all right. And like to get the keep is like the top number. Oh, it's like a it's like a map of Octocrag and like the different Yo. spots are so the highest value is like the city <laughs> fortress, the keep, and then there's oh, like nice. the Bard's College and then there's the front gates. Okay, yeah. So there is there is that. I was kind of joking. Uh, but I now thought it was brilliant. But now there there's that and there's, you know, maybe a few board games and stuff like that off in the corner where people can hang out. Just a tiny little cafe and then the rest of the store is aisles of just a few, like, you know, three or four aisles of different instruments. <clears throat> and then I'm, I'm so excited. Uh, <laughs> <my> <laughs> and when you first walk in the door to the right, there is a counter, uh, like a little desk and a door behind that where the experts go to do their repairs. If somebody brings in an instrument that needs to be repaired. Mm-hmm. And of course the counter is where you pay for whatever instruments you want to buy from the store. Yep. Uh, or for, you know, cafe items or board games, I guess. Right. So, and then, yeah, the stairs to the upstairs are just directly in the back. Perfect. And the person you had placed in charge, you said earlier, their name was Rudy. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so do you want to leave anything for Rudy while you pass by the desk? Like, a note saying like, "Hey, I'm back. No one broke in, or something like that." Because yeah, you, you guys is are Rudy like, here? Uh, "No, he's not." Is he, is he staying? He's okay. closed down the shop for the night, and you know that he just lives in town. Okay, I leave him a note and say like, "Hey, I'm back. Don't you know? Don't mention anything, but don't be surprised. I'm upstairs." So cool, awesome, yeah. So leaving the note for Rudy, and you guys head up the stairs into the townhouse suite that you stayed in as uh, as a student and then the top floor suite of course is where Grunier stayed so what's the what's the vibe in the townhouse real minimalist feel you know there's not a lot there uh, a couple of uh Grunier's favorite bands have posters on the wall in his room nice and uh, <laughs> like that old rock that old Craig uh, music yeah, yeah Craig rock anthem uh, <laughs> playing in the background he's, and, a, he's an old listener so he's got a poster of the scarabs and they're just up there uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> they all have the same haircut <laughs> <laughs> they're yeah they're walking across <laughs> yeah they're yeah, the, the poster is them, like walking across crags and they're all like looking at you yeah <laughs> uh now's the time for all of us to get you know a little cleaned up and ready to go out to different bars and stuff like that i haven't even established this race but like it's the birds and it's a bunch of kenku <laughs> Colleen reaches into one of the, you know, his nightstand beside his bed, grabs three more keys and hands one to each, uh, you know, to Berta, to Nika, and to Lou. Oh, thank you. Um, I'm honored, but are we staying here for a while or what's going on? No, but I do plan on locking the door up when we leave. And so when we come back to meet here, you all can get in. I'll expect the keys back whenever we're done. Ah, that hey. makes sense to me. You can trust me. Sure. Thank you. Yeah, you can keep your key. That's fine. I don't uh, know if I'd trust her. And she like pulls her armor up a little bit and drops it into a, like her brazier. <laughs> okay, yeah, make sure it doesn't, right, it's fine. You, hopefully we'll just get back before you. She uh, just keeps smiling and nodding. Yeah. Uh, I am going to take a quick nap. Is that okay? I just, I had a long day and I'm not so good at the talking parts, so maybe once you guys know what's going on, come sure. get me. Hi, yeah, you can use my bed in that room there and uh, we'll be back. Thank you. Even before she's, <laughs> even before you're done, she's like, thank you. And she like goes through the door and like plops onto the bed is like, 
because she spent that whole like they woke up at dawn to scour the lake and and do the diving and she does a lot of, did a lot of the main diving so she's been putting on a show but like bags were starting to form under her eyes for sure <laughs> it does that like spongebob zoom in of her face like oh no i'm fine <laughs> yeah <laughs> And she just goes and and flops. And so she's going to be out for like an hour or two while you guys investigate. I might have a contact or two left at the Bardic College. So I'll go there and uh, you two just decide whatever you want to go for yourselves. Is he feeling a brewery or a pub there, Lou? I'm thinking the pub, maybe. I've been there a few times. Uh, We actually have done a little bit of business shipping in some stuff. Might know somebody there. We'll go see there. All right, I'll check out the brewery then. It actually would be opposite. The Barrel and Barley Brewery would be more linked with the uh, See, I Lock guess Islands. the other one because I figured they would be upset with the boot and leg stuff coming in and taking out the whole city. Yeah, give me like an intelligence check. Okay. This is what Ray did the intelligence check but got a six earlier. Oh. <laughs> I think that'll do it. Three. <laughs> You I are mean, so certain it was the Saddleside Pub that you would take uh, things <laughs> that you would take shipments to that you're you're super secure on that. <laughs> Looks like this is just up to us too. <laughs> I, I mean, Berta didn't get much better. They uh, got a six. True. <laughs> All right, so I might have some contacts at the college. I'm gonna go there now. Uh, whoever's last out, just lock the door behind you. For sure. Before we go, before we split up, what exactly? Do we want to disclose to people when we're trying to find out information? Like, we don't want to raise his alarm bells that we're coming looking for him. No, as little as possible, for sure. All right. No, we just want to pick up some buzz around town, probably. I don't know what to ask exactly, but maybe some insight on the Vipers? I'll have to rely on my feminine wiles, and I twirl my mustache. Not bad. Colin's like, uh, you're, come on, you're my sister. Wait for that after. <laughs> a girl's got to do what a girl's got to do, and a girl's got to find out information. <laughs> And you do have those smoking hot abs. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> There's a point there. Oh, man. Yeah. Who could resist? Handlebar Nika mustache says, and, a, and washboard abs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> doing the fisticuffs. Yeah. <laughs> you for sure look like a 1910, you know, wrestler. For sure. <laughs> uh, all right, then. Um, I'm meet back up here. Hour, hour, half. Somewhere in there sounds good. More or less. Let's do it. Nika in half sleep, like lifts up her thumb. I mean, none of you see it, but you just see her like (laughs) (laughs) lift her thumb into the air and it just plops back down. All right. So, Kal Un, you are going to be heading more south. You walk past the Saddleside Pub and you see the large crowd there. You walk through the public square. It's not crazy busy in the square. Most of it's gathered around the outdoor seating at Saddleside. It's more of like an open concept with there being pillars. And this is closer to summer. So they have these windows that can open and fold in. The indoor is just as connected to the outdoor, vice versa. And you walk past and you see a couple of old familiar faces that you just knew around town, not necessarily had personal connections to, but you continue across the square. Of course, there is the front facade, the beautiful Gothic style of the Bardic College. Although it is the Gothic style architecture, 
it has over the years been transformed to fit the more current bardic styles. So more colors and flags are draped around to allude to the more performative and the more colorful side of being a bard rather than the old stuffy traditional ways of making sure all the historic recountings are are made perfectly in historic books. Nowadays, it's more about writing fanciful tales, creating unique productions that tell history in a more engaging way than just sitting down reading chapter books, such as the performance you gave last time you were here. As you see to your right of the public square, where they would block off the path to the keep with a large stage and light it with the bonfires for the High Tide Festival. Right now, though, that whole road is open up and you do kind of catch a glance of the foreboding uh, city fortress at the top of the cliff. Okay. And you would know that behind the actual Bardic College, the large building where there's many of the lecture halls and practice rooms, the whole square around it is where the professors stay. What's a professor's name of someone that Kowloon is is searching for? He's kind of a portly guy, kind of tall, definitely taller than than Kowloon. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, almost kind of looks like stacked tires a little bit and his gotcha. name is professor goodyear <laughs> <laughs> is it like g-u-d like y-a-e-r yeah yeah <laughs> like a okay i know exactly what his voice is okay and you go searching for his house he was one of those professors who was fond of like hosting his students at his house he had a, a nicer manner being on the college's payroll yeah he was actually one of if not the only professor that treated Colleen well and with respect so yeah. yeah and that's the vibe you got from him that he actually saw you more as colleagues rather than a hierarchical yeah. um i'm the professor you're the student listen to me he would actually have an open ear to any type of critique you might have on an old orchestral piece that you wanted to try something new with so you go and find his house pretty easily it looks like the lamps are still on inside but no one's gathered in the main dining room where you spent so much time with him and and his wife but you do see the the front door it looks like there's a fire going somewhere within the house so somebody could be awake but you don't see anyone readily through the windows Okay, I go. And it takes a little bit, but finally you hear footsteps approaching the door. Creaks open toward him and in a large red velvet, um, what am I trying to think of? Bathrobe. No. <laughs> in a large red velvet robe, uh, you can see he's like tying it up around his belly and he looks down at you and says, Oh, Kal'un, what brings you here to my home? Good year. It's good to see you again. Uh, I pro it's pronounced good yeah. Good yeah. Uh, you forget about it. I'm I... just I'm just pulling your nuts and <laughs> busting your leg. I prefer you to eat. Sorry, that's an inside joke. That's something I said during our recording while in Chicago. Oh. <laughs> but I couldn't help myself. Okay. <laughs> oh, you know, I'm just pulling your leg. Come on in. Oh, uh, thank you. Thank you. 
It is very good to see you. Last I knew, you were heading off to the the new world or new lands or whatever it was they're doing over there. Aye, yes, I, it was quite the journey. I, I imagine uh, so. Why don't you come in and take a seat? Uh, would you like anything to drink? Oh, I'd appreciate that. Thank you. Some brandy, okay? Sounds good. He takes you into the sitting room, kind of a more loungy type. There's obviously books and sheets of music all compiled on his bookshelf. And there is a smaller fireplace that he throws a couple of logs on and gets going. And he goes over to a small drink cart and pours you a a glass of brandy and brings it over to you, one for himself, taller back chaired, matching red velvet. This he is a man of comfort for sure. Okay, and he yeah. he sits down, he strokes his black hair back, what thinning hair he still has, and uh looks to you, clean shaven face, and says, Um, to what uh, do I owe the pleasure? Well, good year. I wish this were a trip for pleasure. Uh but I do not have much time to talk. I'd love to get caught up sometime, but now is not that time. I need information. I, I don't need everyone to know about it, or that I'm asking around if you catch my drift. Ah, would this perhaps have something to do with the resistors movement that is happening here? Aye, in a way, it does. However, it's got more to do with a personal grudge of my own. Hmm. Somebody has wronged you. Deeply. Understood. I need information on Brim Corrin. The most I know about a Brim Corrin is that he is a famed pirate captain, one of legendary status. I could not tell you more than that. Have you seen any weird comings and goings from the city recently? Maybe from a a big figure or many people? Hmm. I would say that I have heard word around town. There have been some unmarked ships coming into port that have been drawing the suspicion of the others. In terms of strange happenings, coming and goings... What I can tell you is that we at the college, the rest of the faculty, we have been hmm, put out in certain ways by the vipers here in the city. They have taken to a iron grip on the citizens. They have created an air of anxiety that has put everyone on alert. Mm. Some, in fact, of my colleagues including myself, have had to change certain things in our curriculum in order to uh, satisfy those prying eyes of the crown. Mm. Well, this may not be a problem for much longer, but hang in there for just a little while, Goodyear. These unmarked ships, where are they unloading any cargo? Mm. Or is it just people? That I could not tell you, but... um, It is funny that I have seen you here as... I must mention, I was to meet your uncle, Grunya. He was one who I had heard of some of these strange ships coming into town. He was uh, coming in after some business off uh, in Kinsdale somewhere. He did not have time to give me details, but um, he landed not that long ago. 
he had mentioned. I had seen him in passing uh, here at the college. He was kind of making his rounds and saying hello. He had invited me the other night for a meal at the Saddleside pub. But um, apparently there had been some sort of brawl, and by the time I got there, the Vipers had closed down the pub. I went to his townhouse, but I could not find him there and uh, have not heard of, from him since. But as far as he said about these other ships, uh, he did not give many details. He said that they just uh, were unrecognizable, not of Trailender make or Cassanian make. This is good to know. Thank you, Goodyear. Just keep doing what you're doing. Stay at other sites. Absolutely. These vipers, they have eyes everywhere, it seems. Yes, just don't bring any attention to yourself. Of course, I know how to keep me and my family safe, but I appreciate the concern. Right. Well, it was good seeing you again, old friend. Hopefully Uh, we'll be able to catch up soon. You must be going so soon? Aye. All right, well, again, it was very good to see you, and I hope all is well with you and yours. And thank you for the brandy. Of course, any time. And if you happen to see your uncle... Let him know I am willing to take a rain check. We're sorry to miss him. Aye, I will. As you head out of the house, he shuts the door, lowers the fire. And it's like, no matter what I do, my dad just will not be happy. Always wanting me to be the scariest shadow person possible. Mm. He's always like, Fan, you're a full-grown shadow demon now. You gotta get out there and cause as much chaos as possible. Yeah. And it's like... I don't know. But I get it, though. He just wants to brag about me to the hat man. Sounds like it. But I chat with the hat man's kid all the time, and they aren't very happy with the tremendous amount of pressure he puts them under either. Yeah, sounds like it's just a matter of time. He'll come around. I think if you find your happiness and he sees that, he'll eventually come to terms with it and quit trying to guide you into his version of your life. My life. That's exactly what I'm thinking. God, it's like we share the same brain. Ah, no thanks. I'm stuffed. Huh? More for me. Hey, everyone. Taylor again, just hanging here at the Haunted Ghost Spa here in the Abyss. And I gotta say, I have never been more relaxed. This place is def getting pinned on my favorites on my Maps app, but I want to take a little time. How are you, bud? I just wanted to check in. Are you good? Well, I for one am so happy you're here with us enjoying our story. If you find yourself wanting more, we have a whole website full of NPCs, maps, etc. And if you want even more than that, then come join our Discord at the link in the description of this episode. We like to pop in as often as we can to hang out and say what's up and even play a little idle RPG game that we have in the idle RPG channel that just got a breath of second wind. Thanks, Niff. And if you like the show, please feel free to tell us about it. Tell us where you are listening from, who your favorite Pokemon is, where you keep your Horcruxes, you know, all the fun stuff. We want to hear about it, and you can tell us on Apple Podcast with a rating and review of the show. And if it's silly enough, I might just read it here in one of our (laughs) mid-rolls. Write something about poop. That's it. Come on. (laughs) Anyway. We here at ChasmQ do want to thank our patrons for all the support we receive. You help keep the lights on in the studio. Thought you said it was your kitchen. Shush, man. God. (laughs) Thank you, patrons. You help make all this happen, and we cannot thank you enough. And if you are a patron, be on the lookout for some fun things coming very soon. 
And if you missed it, keep an eye out for our one-shot adventure. We streamed on Twitch and have released to our patrons on our page at patreon.com slash chasmquest. Part one is out now and part two is on the way. And now a quick word from Andrew. Take it away, Andrew. Hello, and thank you for listening to Chasm Quest. While adventuring, you need to let your mind rest just as much as your body so that you can stay focused on your quest. When you wake up, are you feeling tired or worried about yesterday's unresolved puzzles? Well, today's episode is supported by Magic Mind, a two-ounce elixir that makes you more productive, focused, and less stressed due to the new tropics, natural ingredients, and mushrooms included in this tiny little drink. I've been taking them for about two weeks, and I have to admit I'm still dependent on my caffeinated coffee concoctions, but they love that you take some time for yourself to study or meditate upon your magic. You can drink Magic Minds Elixir along with your morning bean juice. I feel more awake and alert without the jitters when I get to work. I no longer have an after-lunch caffeine crash due to the powerful, helpful ingredients in this little matcha powerhouse. Magic Mind uses these fantastical elements to help you level up your mood and attention. Matcha, lion's mane, turmeric, ashwagandha, and more. These elements help reduce anxiety, boost your memory, decrease inflammation, and include heaps of magical components, such as vitamin C and D, and 130 times the antioxidants than in coffee or your basic green tea beverage. Well, now that you've heard my story, you've earned enough XP to go and level up at magicmind.co forward slash chasmquest. That's www.magicmind.co forward slash chasmquest and get up to 56% off your subscription for the next 10 days with our code STAYROWDY, all one word, S-T-A-Y-R-O-W-D-Y. Simply enter the code STAYROWDY, all one word, at checkout. And you'll be that much closer to improving your daily life with Magic Mind. Y'all, come on. This is everything we've ever wanted as role-playing nerds. A daily magic potion that makes us better at what we do and tastes great. Again, go to www.magicmind.co forward slash chasmquest and get up to 56% off your subscription for the next 10 days with our code stay rowdy you can also use this code on one-time purchases but when paired with that subscription you can get so much better of a deal but if not you stay rowdy to get 20 percent off your one-time purchase so go now hurry before the 10 days are up and before your next long rest starts well that about wraps it up for me let's get back to the show See ya. Now the Jersey Devil. They got it all figured out. They do what they want and answer to no one. Just living to the fullest with bat wings and a horse head. Right? I need to talk to somebody about how I can get some bat wings. Lou and Berta. You all watch as Kowloon gets a head start, makes his way past the Saddleside pub, and past the main square, the public square of Octocraig. 
you are just killing time for a bit, waiting for him to pass by, and then it's your time to shine. Do you want to go, or shall I? Give me one second. Hold on. I'm going to grab something. And I go back inside, and on like a coat rack, I saw like a dark purple scarf. And I take it, I just wrap it around my neck and then up over my head like a hood. Okay, yeah. All right, I think I'm ready. Pretty pretty cool, pretty fashionable. Thanks. Yeah, it's uh, more practical than fashionable, but I'll take it. All right, then you want to head out and then sort of spaced out, then I'll come out a few minutes later. Don't want too much activity leaving the shop after dark. I don't know. I, I feel like it won't be that big of a deal if we just go together. All right. Door rings behind you as you all make your way toward the public square. As you approach, the torchlight seems to bring a sense of festivity here to the public square, all on this side. You look across, you can see the mass of the Bardic College front facade. You can see the amazing stonework of this main almost courtyard square. And even just leaning a bit to the left, you'd be able to catch a few of the rookeries within the Octocraig Keep, the fortress here in the city. As you are approaching, there's quite a crowd outside already. What's your game plan? I would think we're at to the bar. Yeah, let's head to the bar. What do you say we keep our eyes peeled for anybody who looks like they work for the Viper's Guard? For sure. Any kind of an insignia, someone a little bit too well-armed Yeah, sort of situation. Anything like that, yeah. Yeah, give me perception rolls as you're walking into the pub. Why? Why? <laughs> Get all the bad rolls out now, <laughs> trust me. I'm rolling so poorly. 24. A four. Nice. As you're going in, Berta, I hate to make this a running joke, but a part of opening up the inside space to the outside space, there's like sliding front doors, right? And there's just enough of a crevice for your peg leg to get stuck. Classic. You don't notice at first, Lou, and you're kind of looking around trying to keep this uh, somewhat disguise on yourself, at least trying to make yourself look less noticeable. You, at one point, look over at the main bar, which is about five rows of tables back. You see this dwarf with fiery red hair. It seems to just, like, stand all out in all directions, a big beard with braids all through it and and beads and sterling silver interwoven. And he's going like a madman, pouring drinks, sliding them down, sometimes not looking, throwing bottles behind his back, catching it in the opposite hand. He's making a show of himself. At the end of the bar, though, you do see one figure standing about six and a half feet tall, so very noticeable, sipping on some wine. He seems to be armored in such a way that would lead you to believe that he's more than just a citizen who's letting loose after a hard day's labor. He seems to be keeping eye on the whole area inside. And so I do need you to roll me a performance or a stealth check. I'll roll stealth. Go for it. Yeah, and I turn to Bird. I'm just like, I think that looks like our... Oh, shit, where'd you go? <laughs> yeah, you finally get your peg leg loose and, and hobble on over to Lou. I think we found our person. I think you're right. I do it. Okay, stealth. Yeah. And what was it total? 28. You can see his eyes come round your way. <gasps> 
you bend down to tie your boot and he doesn't notice you and you're actually more eye to eye level because you're also a hulking mass <laughs> next to Berta. So you're more eye to eye with Berta as she's getting up to you. He looks like he works for the Vipers, I think. I think he'd be right. That large gentleman in the corner, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if we should talk to him, though. Maybe we should just watch him for a while, maybe follow him out of this place. What do you think? I mean, it's high risk, but high reward. If someone's going to know what's going on in the city, I think it'd be the Vipers. Right, yeah, because we've got to find our way in, for sure. But we're also looking for information. Do we risk talking to him? And then I just kind of look at him and see if I recognize him at all. Sure, give me an insight check. Perfect. Six. <laughs> That's it. You can't get a read on this guy. He does look a little like on the skinnier, lankier side for a knight. Mm-hmm. But you're still pretty sure if he's not a knight, he yeah, at least looks sinister in his appearance. I can't tell if I know that guy or not. You think you could talk to him? I can certainly try. We could also just take him out into the back alley and shake him down. Yeah which I'm for. I'm not sure which of those two particular options. You know, I'll try talking to him first. If that doesn't go well, we'll go shake him down outside. That sounds good. Give me the signal and I'll come right up and we'll take it outside. Right. We're trying to find out about Brim and Jim Canyon. And all right. Okay. And I sidle on up to this tall gentleman. While, nice. she, while she does that, I make my way to the far end of the bar. Okay. And do I have any money? Yeah, uh, that would have been a part of what you got from Windward. So you've got 20 gold on you. Heck yeah. So I just go up and get a drink from the bartender on the far end, and I just watch from a distance. Cool. Berta, as you're approaching this tall, lanky figure at the end of the bar, you climb up a stool to at least give yourself an extra two to three feet and lean against the bar Do you nod to the bartender at all? Yes. Okay, cool. And um, he looks at you and he he gets a smile on his face and he just tosses you one of the ales that he's been pouring out and it slides right into your hand. Give me an insight check on the lanky, suspicious dude next to you. Lanky sus. Lanky sus. (laughs) Natural 20. Oh! Which means I have a 19. (laughs) Wow. Perfect. Perfect. With the 19, you not only realize that this guy is like more pale than what should naturally be going on. Like it's almost like a paper white. And his blue eyes seem to have red specks in them. So you're getting like a closer look. He doesn't quite look natural. You also notice that the wall that he's leaning against is actually a door that is almost made to look as if it's just a part of that wood panel. You know, it matches the rest of this back wall Mm -hmm. as it like blends into the booths and everything surrounding you. But you do realize he's, he's leaning against what seems to be a cutout rectangle of a door. So, uh... What's your name? You come here often? And he looks down at you slowly, takes a sip from his goblet. And then he looks back out at the rest of the uh, crowd. Not much of a talker then, are you? Um, that's all right. My name's, uh, Berta. I'm new in town. I was just, you know, trying to get a feel for the place. He looks back to you. Flash him a bit of mustache. (laughs) (laughs) Give me... It can either be performance or deception. 
It's going to be a 14 deception. He looks at you again, and he stands up a little taller and rolls his shoulders, and he says, New to town, eh? (laughs) All right. Yes. What are you looking for here in Octocrag? You know, just trying to start a new life. It's it's difficult out there. But with that nasty resistors movement and making things rough and difficult. Just wondering how I should keep my head down, keep my nose clean here in the city, if there's anyone I should be worried about, anyone I should be looking out for. Hmm. He sips at his goblet again. You should be watching your own back. The resistors are everywhere, it seems. Taking for themselves breeding opposition. You would be wise to keep your head about you and keep your ear to the ground. Right, ear to the ground. What should I be listening for? In the ground. Any news of dissent you report to anyone in authority. And where would I go to find those people in authority? You can come to me right here Go on. Tell me everything you know. And he actually leans down and gets, like, uncomfortably close to your face. His breath smells of crimson, a blend of wine and metallic iron. Mm -mm. Well, maybe you should take a girl dancing first. I'm not one for dance. Oh, come on. Just Just a wee little jig. Tell me, I want to know first, what do you know of the Resisters? I know very little, I just know they appeared out of nowhere, just trying to stir up trouble. Suddenly he grabs your arm, and he's got an iron grip. He says, I want to know what you know of the Resisters. I told you everything I know about the Resisters is not much at all, good sir. Unhand me before I make a scene. And he releases your arm and he says, Perhaps we can talk more in my quarters. So you don't have to make a scene. A private dance, as one would say. All right, I'll just have to go. I need to go discuss this with my my entourage. Let them know where I'm going. And he leans in and he says, Follow me now, or not at all. All right. Is there any way I can get Lou's attention? I'm watching. There is a moment when he's turning around, and he kind of slides a panel down on the door and releases a latch, and it begins to open. During this time, give me a stealth or sleight of hand to either send a signal real quick to him or mouth something to him. Please roll low. (laughs) I'm going with him! (laughs) 23. Nice. Nice. Give me a perception check. 31. Holy shit. (laughs) You, yeah, whatever message you want to get out in like 20 words or less, like, you can get it to him very quickly. So basically what I'm just trying to do is indicate how he's opening the door behind him. I didn't, me personally, I didn't think that this was the room where we were going to go. And I thought this was a different door he was guarding. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I just want to communicate like, 
watch how he's opening it and then follow. Gotcha. And you're able to interpret all of that with your perception check. And you just kind of see me hunched over at the bar with my fingers closed across the bar as I just nod with my hood on. Nice. Right. All right. Where are we going? He does not answer, leaves the door open for you. And when you look past, it seems to be a set of stone stairs heading downward. It seems to be carved of stone, this tunnel. There is a lamplight at the bottom of the stairs, but it just looks like more carved stone from what you can see from here. All right, I make my way down the stairs. Kal'un, you have just left your old professor, Good Years. <laughs> good Year. Good Year. <laughs> good Year's basically mansion, fancy house. And you're now in the streets. You've got the Bardic College just up to your left. If you go to the right around it, you'll get to the public square. And across the public square is the Saddleside Pub, which the professor mentioned. But it's up to you. Where, where are you going? I'm going to Rudy's house. Okay. Yeah. I have had over an hour to think about this, and that just popped into my mind just now. I'm like, nice. oh, hey, if, if I've got time, I'll go to Rudy's. Unfortunately, yeah. he is at the Four Seasons Landscaping. <laughs> <laughs> no. Making a big old speech. Oh, man. All right. So give me a an intelligence roll. And this is basically just a memory check because it's been a hot minute since you've been in okay. Octacraig. Since he was probably my only friend, can I have advantage on that? Uh, I think I gave you a thing where like knowledge checks and stealth rolls while in Octacraig, I think you get advantage on. Oh, because that's your shit. Okay. Tony has um, got the same thing. Yeah. Well, that's, that's going to be a six. I rolled a six and then a one. <laughs> You remember the neighborhood he lived in, but fuck all if you remember the actual address. Uh So it's a matter of if you actually want to take the time to track down his house. Okay. So yeah, I'm just going to go back to the no holds barred then. Okay, cool. So you have a moment where you're like, I should see Rudy. And you're like, where does he live? And then you don't (laughs) quite... You can picture yeah, I the might house. even like walk to the neighborhood and just be like, <laughs> yeah, oh shit, which one was it again? Yeah, and you can like picture the house, but it's it's dark. Most people are inside already. There's not really anyone that you can even ask, you know, walking around because it's already ten, eleven o'clock. Yeah. I knock on a bunch of doors and run. Like, <laughs> <laughs> someone, someone comes out with a shotgun. <laughs> Yeah, you get to the neighborhood, not able to recall where Rudy lives, and so you're like, crap, I'm going to have to double back. Yeah, okay. You start heading back to the city square, the public square. There you see the crowd in front of Saddleside. You can pass by it, continue down the road to no holds, or you can check out Saddleside. I mean, I kind of glance in, and I assume I don't see either. Well, uh, give me a perception check. Let's see. Okay, that's just an eight. You glance in. You're not really able to see any of them. Even if Lou was still sitting at the bar, perhaps there was a column just as you were walking past, and you kind of shrug, and you're like, well, I'll meet up with them later. They must have went to a second location. Well, yeah, if I don't see them there, I either assume they're at a second location, or they also went back to No Holds Barred, so yeah, I just wouldn't assume that they just went to some back room or anything, so yeah, I go to No Holds Barred. That would be stupid. Sounds like us. Right? Yeah. (laughs) Be dumb. (laughs) I mean, someone would have to have, like, a wisdom score of, like, less than 10. That should have (laughs) been. 
that should have been part of our wrapping in Pontyshire. Okay, if we find any any kind of secret room, just go in there. <laughs> Real weirdly specific, like right. thing to prep for. Okay, so Kowloon makes it in front of no holds. You unlock, open the door, and you hear a voice that says, "Old friend." All right, we're going to go to Lou. You just watched as Berta and the mysterious militia man just went through the secret door down into a basement-like area. You could see them descend as the door shuts. So you're now up there at the bar, bartender still doing his thing, hardly paying any mind to what just happened there, serving up a storm in front of him. It's because it's a busy night. Yeah, I'm going to, like, still take my drinks and stuff, but I'm going to look around the bar to see if anybody, like, definitely watch them go in there. If I see anybody in the room watch them go in. Yeah, give me a perception check first. Okay. Let's see how well you do there. 19. 19, nice. You notice a few looked over there because maybe it's their first time and they've never seen that secret door, Mm -hmm. right? Most people were ignoring it. Now, give me an insight as to whether them watching them go down was, like, malicious or just innocent. 22. Yeah. You can read these are just newbies to town or newbies to the Saddleside pub. They're just curious about the architecture. Like, whoa, didn't realize there was a secret door there. Fantastic. So I see them enter the door. I wait two minutes. And then I finish my drink and I casually walk over to the door, flip the latch, and then I enter myself. Okay, are you're casual so that you're not trying to stealth or anything? I would say that I'm definitely like trying to do it smoothly in a stealthy way. Like I look like I'm just moseying around the bar. Okay, right, mm-hmm. right. That's, that's a kind of. Stealth, I'm acting right? like I know I own the place, yeah. basically. Yeah, you're the purple scarfed man who owns the <laughs> establishment. Yeah. This um, is my establishment. Give me either a performance or a stealth check. Stealth with twenty five. The bartender sees you moseying past, doesn't notice you past that point because he's got more patrons Mm -hmm. to take care of. So you get up there without anyone official noticing you. And you flip open that little latch where the militia man had opened up and hit the switch inside. Mm -hmm. The door unlocks and you're able to slip in, shut the door behind you with little sound and little motion. Berta, mm-hmm. you get to the bottom of the stairs and you're following this guy. When you get to the bottom, it looks like a pretty normal warehousey type of storage area for the bar. So there's a line of barrels to your left. There's crates on the further wall. And then there's a few crates that stack out. And he kind of walks over to the crates and turns around to face you. How far into the room are you going? He's about 10 feet away from you now. I would not go any further than I know I can run back in a single round. Gotcha. So I I would get just inside so I know I can run back up the stairs if I need to. He turns around and says, I know that you are lying to me, that you are not letting on to things that you know about the resistors. And yet I see something in your eyes. You wish to learn more about what's happening here in Octocrag. What is it that you are searching for? You know, I, I, I thought I was pretty clear with you. Just sort of looking to see who's behind stuff. What's what's going on here? 
If there's anyone big and important I should know to avoid, or should know to seek out, I'm not looking to cause any trouble. And he actually gets up from leaning against one of the crates. He begins to walk toward you, and he says, There are many things lurking in the shadows, wishing to claim your name. Tell me, what is your name? And he's like seven feet, five feet, three feet away from you. So as he's approaching, what's Berta's reaction? My name's Alice. Give me a deception check. (laughs) Ooh, buddy. Oh, no. Um, Eight. You get this out just as he's three feet away. It's almost as if he misty-stepped or something. Like, that's how quickly he's up on you. And he says, You're a liar. Into your ear. And he is going to attempt to grapple you. Oh, good. So I need an athletics contest. I got a 16. He grabs you. No. Again, left arm to your left arm, right hand actually clutching back behind your neck as he opens his mouth and fangs so long. And he goes to bite, but you have an action before he does that. So is he standing like behind me or in front He's of right, me? He's right, you're face to face. Mm-hmm. Your back is to the stairwell. His back is to the crates he just came from. Okay, I want to just try to sweep his legs with my peg leg. All right, let's nice. do a, this time it's a acrobatics or dexterity based contest. No! Oh, no. I have a plus seven and I rolled a one. No! Oh, no! no. The die that burned that dice. Yeah, the dice are betraying you. Do you have other D20s? So that is a full eight. You go to move your peg leg, and his foot stomps like the bottom part of your peg leg back onto the stone ground. Does a 17 hit your AC? It sure does. It sure does. <gasps> no. Well, you walk the night now. <laughs> Look, here comes a consequence, consequence, consequence. <laughs> Just because you're a vampire doesn't mean you can't also be a pirate. Uh, running water is sort of an issue. <laughs> is it? <laughs> All right, it doesn't automatically make you a vampire. Remember, Lady Britt was bit, and she's not a vampire. All right, you, nor is she. <laughs> okay, you take six points of piercing damage and 12 points of necrotic damage. There is no constitution saving throw. Your current max hit point is reduced then by that 12. Oh, no. Wow. So if you were at full health with the 12 hit points, where your hit points are at now, that is your new max HP. Just as this villain drains blood from your neck, piercing through, he releases his fangs. Blood spurts just as Lou descends the stairs. Let's roll initiative. 